pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rap Show Podcast. And yeah, you may have guessed that this one's a little bit different from other Big Rab Show podcasts because, full disclosure, I'm actually pre-recording this one because it's the holidays! Yay! And I am actually taking a holiday, heaven forbid. You know, producing this show has become a little bit relentless, (laughs) so it's good to be able to throw the heels up on the desk over the course of this week and just relax. Drink a few beers and have a good time with friends and family. So I hope you guys have done the same. Hope you've had the very best holiday season. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, doesn't matter. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves over the course of this past week because it's been time for us here on the Rab Show team, especially, just to chill. We have taken all of this time just to relax and it's brilliant. But suffice to say, I am not neglecting you guys, the podcast listeners. Yes, a lot of people did wonder, will we be producing episodes through the holiday season? And the answer is, yes, of course we will. Yeah, we we will not neglect you guys. So, I have said it before, we will continue to churn out the content, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it with the rest of us. So, what have we got planned for you this week? Well, obviously, we don't have, we don't have any topic of the week. We don't have any listener mail, because like I say, this is all pre-recorded. So... I'm actually recording this like a week before Christmas, so it's the week before Christmas and all through the house. There you go. (laughs) This week, we have a very special episode for you. Now, for those of you who listen to our Fuse FM Balamoney show, uh, where we do two hours worth of live radio, uh, yeah, you will notice that we had a pretty special show on there not too long ago. We had the legendary pipe major Richard Parks MBE joining us live on the show. Now, I have to say... As a Field Marshal fan, this was just absolutely amazing. It was just, yeah, the best time to have Richard Parks on the show and just to be able to pick his brain and ask him tons of questions. Now, this is what we're going to experience on this week's podcast. The full interview that we had on Fuse FM Balamoney will be edited down and chopped and changed and here presented to you guys here on the podcast. So if you did happen to miss our Fuse FM show then here it is. Now, it's not going to be in its entirety. I've had to cut music out of the show. We do play quite a lot of music on the show, on Fuse, because obviously we have two hours to cover, and we try and play as much piping goodness goodness in there as we possibly can. So for copyright reasons and licensing reasons, we can't play music here on the podcast. So with that in mind, the music that we do play on this week's podcast is done with the express permission of the artists themselves, and is also for educational purposes only. So there is no copyright infringement intended, or done for that matter. So all copyrights are owned by ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, and like I said, everything has been signed and sealed as far as music permission-wise goes. So if anyone has any queries about that and want to send us angry emails as to why we're playing music on the podcast, then ding, ding, there you go. There's your reasons. It's in the small print. So, with that in mind, (laughs) podcasting red tip aside, 
prepare yourselves. This week's podcast will be kind of an epic one. Because the show on Fuse was kind of an epic one as well. Now, before we get into things, a few podcast things we need to take care of. We need to take care of some of the domestics. Shout out to our Patreon supporters, which, which of which there is loads. Shout out to Josh McEckerm, Grant Rennie, Brandon Moreno, Lone Star Piper, Source Bagpipes, Harris Kilts, Joe Brady, Tim Hutchison. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Yes, you are. And if you would like to help support the show, you can do it as well by visiting our Patreon page, clicking on that support button, and for as little as the price of a cup of coffee every month, you get your hands on tons of extra content. Now, over the holiday season, there's something quite special coming to Patreon supporters. Now, you've already, if you're already a supporter on Patreon, then you already know. But yeah, you guys managed to get episode 100 two weeks early and you get tons of video content up there on the page as well which is exclusive for patreon subs but also you're going to get something pretty special over this holiday season perhaps something that may be of use to you on the bigrabshow.com our website Hmm. that's a shameless plug but yeah if you are interested in getting your hands on all of this extra content that doesn't make it to fuse doesn't make it here to the podcast then definitely head along to our Patreon page, click that subscribe and support button, because every penny of support really does help support what we do here on the show. All right. Now, let's get into the show with Richard Park's MBE. Now, I have to say straight off the back, it was a real shock for me to have Richard Parks on the show. For those of you who know the history of the Big Rab Show, we have been on Fuse FM now for nearly eight or nine years i think what is this 2018 so almost eight years yeah so we started there in 2010 so yeah during all of those eight years of us being in broadcasting we were constantly bombarding field marshal with emails phone calls text messages chatting to people in the band and connected with the band trying our best to get an interview with richard and to no avail we tried and tried and tried throughout all the years to try and capture even a quick five minutes with Richard, and it was just impossible. It seemed to be he was all, always incredibly busy, but lightning seemed to strike. And for some reason, it struck just at the very beginning of December. So we received a phone call saying, Hey, Richard would like to appear on the show. Would that, would you guys be up Yes! Yes! Awesomeness. Next thing we know, we had Richard Parks' uh, mobile number, set up an interview, and he came down and hung out with us at Fuse FM for two hours. It was the best crack. Now, as you guys are aware, we asked you guys, the podcast listeners, as well as our Fuse FM listeners, to text us in and email us in questions to ask of Richard Parks MBE. And as you can imagine, we had an influx of emails and questions In fact, we had over 200 of them. (laughs) Now, as a result of that, we couldn't get through all of them because there were simply too many questions. And we actually received a number of complaints following our Fuse FM Bala Money show. People complaining that we didn't ask their question. So, I have to stress, given the sheer volume of questions we got in, it was impossible to sit and list off every question and have Richard answer each one in turn. I tried to do a broad range of questions to try and hit all the big topics that we possibly could. And, yeah, I hope we managed to do a good enough job. Anyway, I have to say, by way of an introduction, 
that it was absolutely incredible to have Richard Parks in the studio. So, without further ado, here is our Fuse FM Battle Money radio show with featuring Richard Parks, MBE. Listening to the Big Rab Show on Fuse FM. Hello there. Welcome along to the Big Rab Show here on Fuse FM, Ball Money. And yeah, the 11th of December. That's getting closer to Christmas. How are you? Welcome along. We are the show for the piping folks, so be prepared for two hours worth of bagpiping goodness. And tonight's show. Straight off the back, welcome to our very special guest tonight, Mr. Pipe Major, Richard Parks. How are you, sir? Hi, Rob. Welcome along. Do you know what? We have lovingly called you the Great White Whale. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> We've been trying to get interviews and chatting with you on the show now for quite a while, so it's awesome to have you here. So thank you so much for coming along. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here, Rob. There you go, grand. So, good listening folk around the town and around the world. Get your text messages in. 07936 Yes, we'll be reading out your questions and requests. Shout out to Jeff Shaw. You're looking a bit of Inver Garden distillery. Jeff, I don't know if I had time to get requests on the night, mate, but I'll do my best and have a look on the system here, see if I have it. Yeah, if you have a particular shout out or that you want on tonight's show, please do. Text us in. 07936 and if you have a question for our amazing guest in tonight, please text us in. Grant, so we're going to kick off the show tonight, but not predictably by playing some Field Marshal, unfortunately, Richard. <laughs> we're actually going to play the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Now, what do you think of these guys? That's a great, great initiative and always play well, always have a great sound. Alistair McLaren's doing a great job there. He really is, yeah. And such, such talented kids, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? I think the future of piping's really bright with these kids. Yeah, it certainly is. Definitely. So, this is one of my favourite sets from their latest album, Thunderstruck. This is Pipe Major Sandy Spence. how much of a hectic time of the year this is, but please don't forget to be good to yourself. On a Tuesday night, why not pour yourself a wee dram and stick the radio on at 7 o'clock and listen to the Big Rab Show and Fuse FM. It won't half recharge your batteries. Aye, it won't indeed. Welcome along to the Big Rab Show here on Fuse FM, Bottom Money. Welcome. We are the show for the piping folk, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, we just played some Field Marshal there and a set of reels. And joining us in the studio tonight is Pipe Major Richard Parks from the Field Marshal. Welcome, Richard. Thanks very much, Rob. How are you doing? Now, would be fair to say, Richard, we've been getting 
tons of questions in for yourself tonight. Okay. I'm, ner- <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, so short of shining a light in your face, you must talk. <laughs> no, but this will be all sorts of good fun. Uh, if anything, probably top of the list from Big Rab Show listeners is they want to know what's your favourite cheese? Um, I think it's got to be brie. Oh, nice. A bit of brie. Yeah, a bit of brie and a, a green grape. Oh, see, see, see if we get that after a feed. Wheat cheese board. Label. Red, red wine. And red, red wine, yeah. of course. Yeah, awesome. Grant, we're getting some text messages in. Uh, we are hopefully going to get through your questions tonight. That was one of them. We got uh, one texter in asking what your favourite cheese is. But we've got a bunch of questions in. Uh, so let me see. Go through the text message here, first of all, saying, Trevor from Balamina, uh, can you ask Richard how big an asset Frank Andrews is? So... That was one of the questions we could send in by a number of listeners, is just how do Field Marshal get that sound, Richard? Um, well, we'll be touching that a wee bit later, but um, yeah. in terms of Frank, Frank is a major asset to the band. I mean, he's been with us now since 2002, I think it was. Hmm. Um, and he, he's a great common influence on me, for a start. And he, if there's anything wrong when he's going around the, 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 the band with tuning the drones, if he hears anything wrong with a chatter, mm-hmm. I get a wee message in my ear. So I need know where to go and try and sort it out. So Frank is absolutely unbelievable. He's got a great ear. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he produced a fantastic sound with McNeilstown when they were in their heyday. And mm-hmm. uh, he's a great asset to the band and a big help to me. Oh, definitely. And he has a real talent for it. It's one thing I take from it. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely. His incredible ear. So, right, we've got a, quite a bunch of questions in from a lot of listeners listening to the show. And uh, I have to say thanks to all of our international listeners, first of all. Hello to Australia, just the whole place, and to whole of America. I'm not going to sit and name you all because it'll take me all next. Right, can you tell us then, what is the process then for people to join Field Marshal? I don't know if you're going to get a list of applications here, but is there a process to go through? Well, what we normally do is that, you know, if anybody wants to join the band, they'll they approach somebody and they see they, they'll put that forward to me. But what mm-hmm. we always do, whether it's in Scotland or whether it's in Northern Ireland, they have to go through like a, an audition process. So they yes. need to come down and actually play through um, an MSR and a hornpipe and jig and a round reel or something like that to me uh, just to, to get a feel for um, what the quality of playing is. And then mm-hmm. we'll take, take it from there, whether we go forward or whether we say not good enough at this point so yeah that's that's the process for trying to get into the band from I a piping perspective yeah so you kind of have to show that you know your onions yes absolutely and you know yeah. i appreciate how hard it is to stand in a room and play in front of me <laughs> you know so i appreciate all of that and i'm not listening for a, a total solo performance but i just want to mm. hear what the potential is there you go no that's good advice there, there you go so anyone out there who's aspiring field marshal members now you've got some inside information Brush up on those hornpipes. <laughs> Grant, so, Richard, I can't have you in the room here without asking some big questions that we've been asked on the Rab Show. You've now equaled the record for World Championship wins. What does that feel like? Well, it's totally unbelievable. I mean, when I started my career, I remember going to Raffrey Band Hall and I was sitting down watching these pipers and drummers play up and down the hall. And I thought, I just want to do that. I want to be able to do that. Yeah. And if you had to say to me that someday, so many years later, you'll equal the, the world championship winning record mm. of, of, for a pipe major, I, I just would never have believed it. Even to win it once, 
to win, to win the world once, I'm sure for everybody is, is, is your ultimate goal. But to yeah. win it twelve times for me, it's just it's just unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. So I dare say the party that night in Glasgow was bound to be great crack. No, there was a good, <laughs> good party that night and the next day, of course, as well. Yeah. You know, so um, no, it was it was good, to, especially after a year of not winning any other majors. To to win the worlds was a very special feeling this year. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next. Then the twenty eighteen season wasn't an easy one for Field Marshal. How did you find the season rolled out for the band? Um, well, I still felt that we were still playing well, probably playing as well as we had in other years. Maybe not every performance, but we were still mm. we had the potential to be good. And uh, I, I sent out a, an email to the band after after the first half of the season. I said the band's been good this year, but I still believe the best is to come. Mm. And you know, we really put it out there on the day of the words. We played our two best performances of the year on that day, which is the aim for any band. To, to, to actually aim to do your best performances at the Worlds and it, it worked out for us so it was, it, that was a great day for us the band played really well yeah but you just hit the right note at the right time yeah, as they say sure. so with that in mind then you've obviously equaled the record now what drives you and the band you know what is the motivation to keep lifting Spikey well I suppose I'm, I'm passionate about the music and I'm passionate about the competition and you know it's it, it's it, it keeps you alert, it keeps you young, you know, and it mm. gets you out there and do it. I mean, you can say, people keep asking me when I'm going to retire, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to keep doing it while I can, because yeah. hopefully you're a long time retired, but, you know, you don't want to give up when you're still doing well and the band's still sounding good, so... Well, that's it, yeah, exactly. And you guys certainly are sounding sharp at the moment, yeah. Um, with a bit of a shameless plug, for anybody out there who hasn't got the latest recording for the Field Marshal... Impact, you need to get it in your Christmas stocking this year. Yeah, is it still available on the, the website at the moment, Richard? Yes, it's still available, and it's available on the various download sites as well. So, Oh, it's available to download yeah. now, yeah. I forgot about that. There you go. It's a shameless plug, no doubt, but you won't regret it, trust me. It's been one of those albums that's been in my car stereo and hasn't ever jumped out of it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. There you go. So, right, get your text messages in, folks. 07936 And, yeah, we hope to get your our questions asked. Plus, if you have a particular shout-out tonight, if you want to wish somebody a happy Christmas, feel free. But for now, yeah, time for some Red Hot Chili Papers. Don't forget, you can get us on our Facebook page as well, which is The Big Rab Show. Or, indeed, you can get us on Twitter as well, which is at Big Rab Show. Feel free to get your messages in, and uh, yeah, we've got loads more to come. It's that time again where it gets damp, dark and dreech. But don't forget your little ray of sunshine on a Tuesday night. The Big Rab Show and Fuse FM. <laughs> little ray of sunshine, Richard. There. <laughs> Welcome along to The Big Rab Show here on Fuse FM Balamoney. And joining me live in the studio tonight is Richard Parks of the Field Marshal Montgomery. How are you, Richard? Good. Getting Good. on, getting on. Yeah. We haven't got you chased away just yet. So, with that in mind, I want to give you something special. Because it's been quite a while, we've been trying to get you to come on the show and we finally have you with some free time and you're here. We've asked you what your favourite cheese is, so that's the number one priority on the list now. We've done that, but I actually want to give you a bit of a gift. 
Ta-da. Oh, thanks very much. Some Rob Show merch. Lovely. <laughs> Your Rob Show t-shirt. There you go. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Should have wrapped it in Christmas paper. I know I should have done that. You just got to put it under your tree. Yeah. So there you go. Aye. Right. We've got tons more questions to get through. Uh, so we got asked a question by a good friend of the show there, John. And he wants to know about... You did go through a period of time of some bad health where you actually managed to suffer a stroke, which had you out of piping for a while. He wanted to know about your recovery following your stroke. He had uh, obviously came through a stroke himself, and he's going through the path of recovery, back to playing. How did you find that at that time? Uh, well, it was actually a very scary time. Um, so whenever you're recovering from a stroke, you're not sure what's going to be affected. Um, mm. I was very lucky with my recovery because... Um, you know, I managed to get all my movement back. The first night I had a really a problem with my right side. I couldn't even, I went to the toilet and I couldn't even close the door with my right hand. Wow. And that was really scary. Yeah. Um, and uh, they did actually say that it was a large area of damage. So mm. at the end of the day, it comes down to a wee bit of the effect of what areas of the brain are, are damaged. So mm. I mean, that could, it's a, just a bit of luck, if you like. Yeah, the, yeah. The areas that are damaged are not damaged. So... Lucky enough, I, I managed to get back to, to, to everything functioning well within a few days, but I couldn't speak. Mm. I mean, I couldn't speak for about three days. Really? And I had, yeah. a, had a speech therapy for um, 12 weeks. Wow. So mm. they told me not not to try the pipes. There was a couple of tests they wanted to do. They wanted to find out if I had a hole in my heart because it happened after a flight from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> the consultant felt that if it had been a clot, um, in order for it to get to my to my brain, it would have had to have gone through through my heart, and then you, oh, you possibly gosh. have a hole in the heart. So I did a test yeah. for that, and I, and I didn't have. But mm. um, so <clears throat> anyway, to, to to get back to the the, the playing aspect, they told me after about three months that I was uh, allowed to, to to try and play the pipes. They, they told me I could get back to doing anything that I could do. There was mm. no, no reason why I couldn't get back to to anything that I was doing before. Yeah. So. Um, so it was scary initially, you know, will, I, will, this, will this work? I had been obviously playing the practice chanter to make sure I could still remember the tunes and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but it was, it was okay. Fingered-wise, it was fine. I mean, what I did find was that there was a, 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 different, um, a different attitude required because I had to think more about my plan rather than be on automatic pilot. Previous to the stroke, I was always mm-hmm. on automatic pilot. I didn't even think about playing. Yeah. And it just came automatically. Mm-hmm. But after the stroke, I am now having to think about my plan a lot more, wow. and it makes me focus on the plan. And it's like mm. it's not, you, you know, it's maybe it's not automatic pilot like it was before. Mm-hmm. Whenever I go into competition nowadays, I have to just f- look at the ground, focus, and f- and concentrate on my own plan. Whereas before, I would have been watching around the band, watching the drummers, watching the judges, watching the crowd, or whatever, yeah. not even thinking about my own plan. But now I can't do that. But oh, um, anyway, but. You know, I've been you know lucky enough to be able to still be able to do it, and that's the the the, uh, the, the plus bit. But um, the, the fingering was fine, but it's the mental mm. concentration aspect. Now, what I actually did um, was I had to try and multitask. So what I what I did, I put the, the TV on, or put Sky News on, <laughs> and I would read Sky News and play. Really? To, to try and do a multitasking oh, thing. So, yeah. so that I actually played the chanter and watch, read what was going on on TV. <laughs> so it helped, helped me get back to doing, yeah. you know, 
not always concentrating fully on the playing, but being able to concentrate and still still do something else at the same time. Wow, that's really interesting, yeah. Because with being in the pipe major shoes, you have so many moving parts to keep together. It's bound to have been a stressful situation at that time. It was, and it was actually very, actually very stressful actually to get him back, not just to playing, but to, mm. to be pipe major of the band. I mean, I remember I went back with the band to the All Ireland, but I did. I mean, Alistair took over at that time as pipe major and did an absolutely brilliant job. Mm-hmm. But um, I told him if I decided not to go on, just be be ready. If I decided not to go on, and if they decided not to go on at the All Ireland at that stage, mm-hmm. Alistair took the band on that day, and I. I ended up coming back for the second half of the season. The first time was at Lisburn at the European Championship. So mm-hmm. that was, again, that was scary to get through the first one. But yeah. um, it was like a building process thereafter. Well, you've certainly built it to a point now. We're current world champions. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. I wish, John, I wish you the very best in your recovery, friend. Um, I know you are back playing again. I think you were playing at the Blackthorn Piper Society there last month. So well done to you, John. Well done. And yeah. You know, keep, keep doing it. Keep, Good keep moving forward. And, uh. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep up with the practice and the work. It is a gradual process. Yeah. So with that in mind, then, this is a question that was asked by one of our American listeners. And he wanted to know, how do the field marshal managed to continuously improve every year. It's something that just seems to happen. <laughs> well, it's really um, it's a matter of actually analysing your performances every year and listening to the recordings of your performance and trying to, trying to assess what areas you can improve on. Hmm. So it's really about just t- being very critical of your own performance and saying, right, okay, there's something in there that we can do better next year that's what we need to focus on, and, and that's that's what we do every year. We we stand back, try and see where we are, mm-hmm. and try and see what what areas we can improve upon. Should it should it be playing? Should it be technique? Should it be blowing? Should it be whatever you know, ensemble, mm-hmm. whatever? You know, you listen to we all listen to to what's going on in the performances and see where we can actually improve for the next year. And the thing about it is, it's a very very gradual process because if you between years, you don't really see that much difference. Mm. But if you listen between now and then you listen 20 years ago, <laughs> you do hear a big difference. Massive and difference. it's been just a yeah. gradual improvement every year to get to get to that level. But having mm. said that, we're at a level now where it can't really get much better. No, the top bands yeah. really can't get that much better. But it's just a matter of, you know, just, just trying, to, trying to maintain that and trying mm. to, to, to con- continually even... You know, improve the musicality or or the music that you play or or, or whatever. You know, yeah, so. yeah. I'd kind of shine it a bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I can put a bit of polish on there. Yeah, but I think in grade one there is not a bad band in grade one. Everyone can go in there and on their day can put on one heck of a performance. Uh, let's look at the season, for example. Scottish Power came straight out the door and boom, lifted a major. Like I was really mm-hmm. surprised to everyone. Um, so with that in mind. I wanted to know how the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle are put together. Uh, so with regards to putting the sets and putting the polish on the apple, as they say, how is that all done for the field marshal? Um, well, it's a it's a collective process. I mean, the guys in the band will, you know, I always ask at the end of the year if you get any, any music you, you want me to have a look at, mm. um, send it to me. And what I generally do is I, as I file it, if I don't use it that year, it'll be filed away for another year. There may, may mm. be a good tune, but it just doesn't fit into the medley that year. So you, you'll mm. always have a, a backlog of stuff that you, that you need to keep going through. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always a, a, 
it's not just hasn't just got to please me. It's got to please most of the guys in the band as well. You mm-hmm. know, so and that's the difficult bit. You know, you choose a tune, you think it's great, and then all of a sudden, you're out for a night and you, you hear, uh, you know, criticism of the tune coming back, and you know, you, you know <laughs> back to the drawing board again. You know, yeah, so. yeah. I somebody said I hate playing that, <laughs> but you know, but it's a, you know, I'll select the tune. I'll talk to Keith about it. I'll talk to. You know, previously Alistair and now Matt, but we always we always mm. bring in other players in the band who who are, you know, uh, musical people as well, and just ask their opinion. So it's it's a matter of getting the tunes and, and making sure they all fit together and they flow musically into to, to one another. Yeah, and uh, taking it from there, have it has got the right sort of key changes and stuff like that. So it's not just about a group of tunes; it's, it's tunes that've got to work together and uh, they've got to sound musical together. Yeah, and the thing about the key changes is really interesting because I, whenever you guys manage to change keys from one tune to another, you also bring your harmonies with you. The harmonies also change in that key along with the tone of your tenors. The whole band changes. Is that something that you collectively do with, you know, with writing harmonies and possibly even drum scores? Yeah, well, we try to. Yeah, if we're going to have a harmony piece in the in the medley, we will try and uh, enhance that with drum mm. scores, or if we're, if we're changing key or whatever, we'll 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 assess what's best for the for that yeah. section of the medley. That's, that's really interesting to me. I love all this sort of stuff. So I'm asking you some really heavy hitting piping questions. So I want to go completely off kilter right now. And uh, whenever you're putting sauce on a bacon body, Richard, <laughs> <laughs> is it red sauce or brown sauce? Mainly, mainly red sauce. I like a wee bit of brown sauce as well, but red would be my favourite. See, you're throwing things way open to debate here now, yeah. So, also, I know we were kind of chatting just off the air. uh, Whether you were a sports fan, if you followed any sports teams at all. Oh, I'm a big Man United fan. Yeah, I can just see the text messages coming in. (laughs) There you go, big Man U fan. Excellent. To be fair, I don't really follow soccer, so. Grant, and let me see, there's tons more questions we need to get through, so hope you can manage to stick with us, folks. Text us in, 07936 Now, before we get into any other big hard-hitting questions, Richard, I need to ask you, have you heard our song, The Twelve Days of Christmas? Yeah, I think I may have heard it once last year. <laughs> well, the good listening folk of the Rab Show have kind of dared me to play it on air. <laughs> because it is our big Christmas song, so without further ado, here is the big Rab Show, 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a Richard Parks M.D. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two opening rolls and a Richard Parks M.D. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three early chanters, two opening rolls and a Richard Parks M.D. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me it's World's Week. Four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Six judges judging, it's World's Week 
four parts to spay, three early chapters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven sides of slap and six judges judging its world's week. Four parts to spay, three early chapters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight from majors marching seven sides of slap and six judges judging its world's week. Four parts to spay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching, seven sides a slap and six judges judging its world's week. Four parts to spay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Ten officials shouting, nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching, seven sides a slap and six judges judging its World's week. Four parts to spay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eleven pipers, pipers, ten officials shouting, nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching, seven sides a slapping, six judges judging. It's World's Week. Four parts to spay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten facial shouting, nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching, seven sides slapping, six judges judging. It's a world's week. Four parts to spay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. There you go, folks. The 12 days of Christmas, thanks to the Big Rap Show. What do you think of that, Richard? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's an honest uh, summary of that. Yeah. Grant. Yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> it's a bit popular here on the Rab Show, yeah. There's that one, plus we have another one, but we'll not get it crammed in tonight. Guys, we have Richard Parks in the guest chair tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, Richard. And, yeah, we are bringing in the questions. And we're getting a lot of questions talking about other grades, grade 2, grade 3, coming up predictions and all that different kind of stuff. But I really want to kind of ask you one of the big questions that we've been talking about here on the Rab Show for a long time is the number cap debate. Have you heard about this? We've been talking about it on the show for a while, whether we should be capping the numbers in some of the bigger bands. What's your opinion on that? Um, I've I've always been against the cap. At the end of the day, it comes down to the, the leaders in, in the bands to, to know if the number's right or if it's too big or whatever. I mean, hmm. um, and even if you look, Back at last year, all the bands were slightly smaller last year. I think, I mean, we were around 20 last year. Yeah. In um, Verary, we're around that amount as well. You know, so most of the bands, the, the numbers are coming down. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's probably because um, 
probably around 20 is, is a good number for me. And I think uh, I always said that before, that we did end up going up to 26 for a, for a few years there. But mm. and if you get that right, it's very impressive. But it's harder to get it right because there's more, more players. But it's up. It's down to the, the the various leaders in the bands to to know what what number is good for them. Mm-hmm. And if everybody can play in the band and, and it all sounds good, there's no reason why you shouldn't play that number. But I, I do believe that once once it gets over that 26 mark, it does become a bit too big. Yeah, it's hard but to I manage. It's, yeah, it's hard yeah. to manage. But I think mm-hmm. it's down to the leaders and the, and the various bands to to make that decision. So it's it's as much a musical choice as it is a personnel choice. No, I totally agree with that. I totally yeah. agree that it's a musical choice. If the, you know, if the music works with the number of players you have, then mm-hmm. that's fine. But if it's if, you know, once you get too big, even the laws of physics come into it. You know, because the, right. the distance or the, the amount of time it takes sound to travel across a circle. You well, know, it's, it. yeah. You know, it's that, that that's the way it is. But. Um, mm. I think it's down to the leaders in every individual band to select how many players they're going to have. And if they've got big numbers and they want to play them, then that's up to them. Well, that's it. That's, and then that's what makes our competition seem so interesting. Those with huge numbers that maybe do well against those who with smaller numbers who can possibly equally do as well. That's the thing. Grant, so, well, with that in mind, we talk about the number cap debate. But what's your opinion then? But This has been spoke about now for a while, actually, especially this year. What's your opinion about splitting grade one into an A grade or a B grade? So like grade A, grade one A and grade one B. I really don't think there's enough bands in grade one to do that. I mean, no. I think what I, what I do think would be very useful on the day of the worlds is if they're going to have a qualifying, mm. um, that they have a competition for the bands that don't qualify yeah. on, on the, the Saturday or, or whatever. But I mean, these bands that travel, you know, Across the world to play in the worlds and they, and they don't qualify and then they're not yeah. doing anything on the Saturday. I think it's, mm. it'd be really good to have a competition for those bands on 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 the Saturday and that would be like a, a, a grade a grade one B for the worlds yeah, yeah. type thing because that's where the the most grade one bands would be competing. But um, I don't really think there's enough bands in grade one to have an A and B. Not at the moment, no. We reported this on the podcast, actually. Shameless plug for the Rab Show podcast. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about what's happening in Grade 1 at the moment. We've seen a notable decline in bands this last while. Why do you think that's happening in Grade 1? Well, that's a shame, you know, but um, mm. it's, it's it's difficult to know. But I mean, we had, for for example, Tram Street. We're trying to have a drum corps yeah. in, in the UK and Pipers in the UK and... and uh, a, a, a section of the pipe core in British Columbia. It's very, very difficult to manage that. You yeah. know, it's, it's those things get difficult to to, to to maintain year on year. So, mm-hmm. sorry to lose Tram Street, but um, oh, you know, totally very yeah. difficult to, to to keep that without some financial backing. It's very hard to keep that keep that afloat. No, that's it. And I'm sure you guys at Field Marshal have experienced the same problems, all to do with finance and membership and all of that sort of stuff. So it's a thing that all bands experience. No, that, that's correct. I mean, half our pipe court at the minute, you know, is in Glasgow. Hmm. So, I mean, I, when, this, when that started happening around the start of the, the, the uh, must have been, when was it, towards the, the end of the, the 2000s, uh, yeah. the 2010, we started having more players uh, joining from Glasgow. I, d- I didn't know that it was going to work, but it, you know, hmm. lucky enough it has worked. But it needs strong leadership at the, at the other side as well. And we had that with Alistair and and now with Matt as well, so it's t- it takes a good a good leader over there to, to, to make that work. Well, with having so many international players as well playing with yourselves, how do you find whenever someone flies in for a band practice? 
you know, how does that gel? Do you know what I mean? Well, it's really up to them, and they and they have got to be well prepared. Mm. And uh, there's only certain players can actually do this because there's a, there's a few players that have tried it before, mm. and it didn't work for them. And the players that do it, they really have to work really hard to know to make sure that they are right up to play with the with the music yeah. prior to coming over. There's none of coming over to learn tunes. You come, you come <laughs> over here to play tunes. Yeah. And when you're yeah. walking into that band in the middle of the season, the band are at the top of their game, and you're mm. walking in there to try and fit in. And it's you know that that's a challenge in itself. And anybody that can do that, you know, they've got to be top-notch players. I'm sure. Yeah. So with that in mind, as far as instrument maintenance goes, these guys need to be really on top of their game. They can't go in there and have a a read that's just pure stinking. Then need- <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, they need to be on top of their game, as you say. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, yeah. So I've been asked a number of questions actually by some of our listeners as to where do the field marshal practice? Some of them have this vision of you guys playing in a big air conditioned, pristine hall, but. I know where you guys practice, and it isn't really the case that it's a real huge, big venue. No, it's a quite a small venue. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a couple of halls. We have a hole at Hill Hall, but during the winter we uh, we practice and listen to Garvey High School. Um, and then oh, when it gets yeah. close to the summer, then it gets a wee bit warm in there, and so mm. you know it, it's. But the, th- the thing about it is, because we've only got half a pipe core here and half a pipe core in in, in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need such a big area. It's only whenever the whole band gets together when you need to get outside and uh, and you need a big area at that stage. No, no, excellent. There you go. Grant. Well, folks, you can get your text messages into us. 07936 Text us in your questions. Grant, and in the meantime, time to play some more tunes. And it is Christmas, so, yeah, unfortunately, we'll have to play some Christmas music for you. <laughs> Here's Get All Killed. <laughs> The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the USA for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson and Celtic theme lines of kilts, doublets and bespoke Highland wear like sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Also offers tailored payment plans for any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, they can help you with a full custom design from Adanti Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry or getting that true, unique look for your band, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, 
Brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. Hi, I'm William, the voiceover guy. Big Rab doesn't he pay me for this, you know. But he's not a bad spud, really. No, I don't pay our William the voiceover guy a penny, but we love him all the same. Welcome to the Big Rab Show here on Fuse FM, Balamoney. We are live across the town and around the world, wherever you're tuning in right now. Welcome to the Big Rab Show. Feel free, you can text us in 07936 And if you're only tuning in now, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, joining us live tonight in the studio, we have... Special guest, Mr. Richard Parks from the Field Marshal Montgomery. Welcome, Richard. Thanks again, Thank Grant. So, we've got tons more questions to ask you. I've got more pages of stuff here. Yep, visual jokes on the radio. Uh, <laughs> so, we've got questions in then asking about work life balance. We want to know you obviously have a day job, you had a job as an engineer, that yep. be right? Yeah, that's correct. So, you're a married fella too. You know, so you have her indoors to keep happy too. <laughs> so, how do you balance, obviously, your work life and your home life and being part of one of the biggest bands in the world? Well, yeah, first, got to have a very understanding wife. And, uh, <laughs> that is the case. Yeah. Um, but um, it's difficult. And, you know, it's actually like, it's like a second job because... Um, mm. I mean, we have we have flexi time in work, so I, I will get up early, get into work early, so I can get home early, so that mm. I can do start my second job. So I do a couple of hours when I get home from work most days. Really? You know, either yeah. either on during the season on reads or this time of the season on trying to select tunes and taking time to go through tunes, which takes takes a while. You know, yeah. so it's difficult. But um, you have to say to yourself, you know, there's a, per- a time every night when you got to stop. Mm. You know, yeah. and and. You know, unless you get something really good and you're excited about it, and you keep, and you keep, keep going on, keep going on. But um, it's uh, it is difficult. But um, All right, so there has to be that point where you draw the line in the sand and yeah. say, right, enough's enough. No, it has to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's difficult, but uh, you, you have to put the work to get to get anything out of out of anything. You know, you have to put the work in. Hmm. You know, you don't get anything without hard work. No, there you go. And that's one thing that I've been preaching this year on the Rab Show is that these months are difficult. People are talking a lot about motivation, but it's these months that the prizes are won. That's around this time of year with all the hard work and band halls. That's where it all happens. Yeah, yeah. no, it is. It's, this is this is a time when you, you, you uh, put yourself forward for next year. Definitely, yeah. So, have you ever taken a holiday? That was another question. <laughs> have you ever just jetted off to the sunshine for a fortnight? Yes, so you do that <laughs> every year. We try to get away for at least for at least for one week, anyway. But um, good, yeah. No, we enjoy the sun. Uh, enjoy getting away and uh, having a bit of relaxation. But you have to definitely I to decompress after everything. Yeah. So, with that in mind, though, speaking of heading to the sunshine, you're going to somewhere a bit colder than that. Winter storm. Are you heading again? Looking forward into 2019. Yeah, that'll be the the next uh, trip away. So, uh, although, mm. yeah, winter storm is a it's a great weekend, but it's, again, it's very hard work. Um, once you you yeah. know the first day there, you get to relax, 
-hmm. and uh, you go out for a meal with all the other instructors on the usually the Thursday night. But see, oh. once you start when you start on Friday, yeah, it's non-stop until you you leave to come home on Sunday. But it's it's great though. I mean, really enjoy it. Is that the barbecue that everyone keeps telling me about? No, there's no barbecue at that. No, at Winter Storm. <sighs> I've been told that there's some amazing food that you can get at this. So I, I you know, I'm dying to get the Winter Storm. <laughs> been told that it's a it's a heck of an event. Yeah, no, it's it's well worth a visit. Well, you've been going for a few years now. How have you found it then? Three years I've been going for three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what do you do whenever you're that? You're taking some workshops and different things. Yeah, well, the, yeah. the first day is all judging. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second and third the second day is workshops mm -hmm. and there's a concert an instructor's concert on the Saturday night and then uh, you resume with a couple more workshops on Sunday morning before you leave to come home I see right, so even that morning yeah <laughs> at, at the, after the yeah. winter steam party oh um, lord yeah <laughs> I've been told about the winter steam party I've seen some of the video clips it can be a good crack yeah guys on top of tables playing tenor drums <laughs> yep <laughs> All sorts of stuff going on. Awesome stuff. Well, for that, yeah, for you guys listening at home, you can go and check out the Winterstorm website right now. Full information about the full thing is all up there, including how to get your tickets information, your hotel bookings, all of that sort of stuff. And, yeah, you'll get the opportunity to chat to Richard in person. There you go, if you're listening right now. So, get your text messages into me, folks. 07936 Now, for everyone who's messaging in on Facebook, apologies, I haven't been checking my phone. Uh, but, yeah, we will be doing a bit of a Facebook live stream coming forward. So, bear in mind that's coming up. Now, also coming up is a shameless plug, but Big Rab Show episode 100. Our podcast is being released tomorrow. Woo! Can't believe it. 100 episodes of the podcast. That's just ridiculous. So, if you went to our live event in the Terrace Hotel in Marafelt, then, yeah, the whole thing was recorded live for our 100th episode. So, you can go and download it tomorrow for free. With that in mind then, we'll have Fly On, and let's play some Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton on a track called Action. Well folks, here we are again, the festive period is almost upon us. And all of us here at the Big Grab Show would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of New Year's. Yes, welcome along to the Big Grab Show here on Fuse FM Balamoney. And we're now currently live streaming on Facebook. Hey, hello all of our Facebookers. We're getting tons of questions in through here, actually. Uh, oh, there's one from Craig Laurie. Richard, uh, is Die Hard a Christmas film or not? Definitely not. What? <laughs> no, really? Wow, I think it is, kind of. Christmas film or not? It's more an action movie, isn't it? On a Christmas movie? It's a wonderful life. Is oh, there's a Christmas, Christmas film. There you go. Grand. <laughs> see, it's these hard-hitting questions that we need to know. Uh, let me see. Say hi to Richard for me, please. That's from Scott. We've got tons of people actually tuning in on our Facebook live stream at the moment. So hello, everyone. How you doing? Now, we've got a couple of questions, actually, that I wanted to bring to the show here on The Rab Show, but also wanted to bring to the Facebook live stream, because I'm very aware a lot of people will be watching internationally. Um, have you got any particular advice that you can give for lower grade bands that are striving for excellence? Okay, well, I mean, um, I've had the, been fortunate enough to judge lower grade bands all around the world. Um, mm. You know, Australia, New Zealand, America, uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. And I, one thing that I always say to them, I'm taking any workshops or anything, the main thing that you need to do in your, in your performance is 
get rid of mistakes or, mm. or errors in the performance because most of the bands just they've got lots of good ideas and they, they, they try to get good sound but when they start making mistakes through performance then that's where you know you're spoiling your musical performance with, with mistakes and if, mm. if you can do the basics right get a good start get a good stop and don't make mistakes you've, you've raised your, your, your performance level so you know, yeah. and the other thing is to try and play tunes which match the weakest player in your band, so everybody is comfortable mm. playing those tunes because it's more important to play easy tunes well than more difficult tunes with mistakes mm, or, or not so well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I have seen some video footage of bands going on grade five bands in the states, and they go on playing Fiddler's Rally, and you're thinking, oh no, please. <laughs> Rain no, it back a little bit. Do you know? that for you know for 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 enjoyment away, away from the competitions. But yeah. for competitions, you know you need to play play what suits the capability of the players in your band and try and play it well without any any errors. Get a good start and a good stop, and th- those are the things. Those are the mm. easy things that, that adjudicators pick on. I see. Ah, perfect advice. Yeah, really. Yeah, really good. Um, so, also, have you any? advice for a total beginner who has maybe lifted the chanter for the first time how do they control this beast <laughs> well i mean i think it's very it's very important to, to to learn your technique exercises and continually work on them i know it's, it gets boring at the time mm-hmm. but there are some uh, good tuneful exercises out there that that that, that are good for um, for learning and that to give you some sort of interest in in a, a tuneful exercise rather than just uh, up and down the scale play and exercise but it's very important to, to learn technique properly and practice it hard at the beginning to to ensure that um, you're going to be able to play it and when you when you get the good tunes or get tunes that uh, you need good technique for i see now it's all really sound advice thank you very much richard um so with that in mind folks you can get your uh messages into us here in the facebook live stream there's ray saying uh what's your favorite music away from piping uh, well, I have a lot of musical. T- I listen to a lot of traditional music, especially when we're mm. looking for tunes and stuff in the band. But I listen to a lot of traditional music. Yeah. Um, I like rock music. I've always been a big fan of U two. Oh, um, right, great band. I, I, yeah. I, I like Snow Patrol at the minute. Um, I like Ed Sheeran. I like I like Adele. You know, oh, any sort excellent. of any sort of anybody who's up there at the top of the game I, I like to listen why not yeah so who knows we may hear an Ed Sheeran song then make it 10 <laughs> medley you wouldn't know <laughs> there we go Grant so we have tons more questions to ask and you guys can text us in your questions 07936 007 but one thing I really wanted to play on tonight's show was your winning medley performance from this year's Worlds now before I do I don't want you to give me a wrong commentary but I want you to kind of give me a feeling of what it was like in that circle at that time you're here online at the moment waiting to go on what's going through your mind um, always, I say, I've always said that uh, my job is done when you've done all the tuning and you're out of the tuning circle and you walk up to the line you can't do any more, you've done all the tuning and if it's something good walking up to the line then I've done my job yeah. and, and the tuning team have done their job and uh, it's just about putting it together in in the competition arena. I but if, you, if you've got a, if you've got the sound going well, it's you know everybody rises to the worlds and and uh, 
and mm. aims to do their best performance on the day of the world. And to th- that this year, or yeah, this year it was one of our best performances. And did you know that at that time? Because it was even commented on by Bob Royal. He said, "Oh, Richard smiling. That was good." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, it was a smile. Like it was a. It wasn't done on purpose. It was a, no, it was no. a smile because you know the band had played well both times. Yeah, and uh, it just means that all the preparation that you've done and and everything you've worked for mm-hmm. has gone well in the day. And he basically said, "Right, okay, we've left it out there in the park. It's up to the adjudicators to do what they want to do with it." So there, there it is. Yeah. So it was more like a sense of relief, really, kind of like. Well, not just. Really, I, think, I mean, I don't think if, it, if I hadn't played well, you wouldn't have seen me smiling. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. no it, it felt it felt like a, a good a good feeling at the end. Yeah. Wow, and there's Alicia saying that med- that final medley made me cry. It was awesome. Do, do you know, Thank to you. be fair, I did see a few people crying during the medley. It's <laughs> like, oh, wow. And so, yeah, there we go. Here is the Field Marshal Montgomery then lifting their World Championship title with their medley performance this past year.
Wow. Simply outstanding. And yeah, the crowd reaction kind of painted a picture there. <laughs> now, we're listening to it on a recording, which is one thing. But to see it live in person has to be something else. Now, we were talking there on the Facebook live stream and stuff. That there, were, there was people in that crowd who were actually brought to tears by that performance. We're really so moved by it. Uh, with that in mind, have you ever been kind of really emotional after a particular performance at all? Has there been any one moment that stands out? Uh, well, probably uh, 2004, after I had the stroke. I came back and we won the Worlds that year. That was mm. a very emotional moment for me. That was, uh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember uh, being quite emotional when I uh, accepted the prize that day for, for obvious reasons. But uh, I have yeah. to say that would, that would be it for me. I'm sure. Now, I'm going to ask a bit of a controversial question. Okay, so... Oh, dear. Yeah, we haven't done this on the Facebook live stream, <laughs> but we're bringing it here to Fuse. Now, the, uh, Field Marshal Montgomery has a bit of a reputation as being one of the most successful bands in living history, but also the band that everyone loves to hate for some reason. Are you aware that everyone seems to have it in for Field Marshal? Yeah, I mean, it's like... When you're successful at anything, any walk of life, um, you're not popular. Well, if, if mm. you win too often, when you're on the way up and you win the first time, you're very popular. Mm -hmm. When you win the second time, maybe not so popular. When you win the third and fourth time, not popular at all. Because if you look at, you know, look at Man United. I mean, the, if Perfect. you don't support yes. Man United, you hate Man United at the end of the day. <laughs> so I support Man United, by the way. I said that earlier too. But yeah, you know, yeah. when you're successful at something and you win you know consistently then you're not popular no no that's it it is by way a backwards compliment because you're doing well, something that, right that, that, that that's exactly right it's it, you know yeah. it, it, it is a compliment in a way um mm -hmm. but you know it doesn't it doesn't affect me in, in any way it's you know we still have a lot of support out there and uh, i'm very mm -hmm. happy for that no, well, you've got one sitting beside you. Woo! <laughs> Massive Field Marshal fan. And I have caught my fair share of abuse over the years, to be fair. Saying, oh, come on, Rab, you're supposed to be impartial and not pick favourites. But I have to be honest. <laughs> anyway, um, I have to talk about a recent award that you guys managed to pick up recently. Uh, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Is it the Gradham Kjol? Gradham Kjol. Gradham Kjol, sorry. Gradham Kjol Award that you guys picked up last season, last year. Why, why was that? How did that all come about? Uh, well, I was phoned up in, uh, it must have been November, that they were saying that they were having the award show in, in Belfast and they wanted, they wanted to present the band with a, an award. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time that any pipe band has been awarded um, any type of award like this. So it was, it was yeah. very, it's a great honour. And it was a great show to be part of, and uh, we, we enjoyed it. Um, and it was just, again, one of these things that uh, you never think will happen to you, but it was uh, great to be part of. Just out of the blue, ding, you've won this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I've been doing a bit of research on it recently, and it is kind of like the Oscars of the folk music scene. So, for, as you say, for a pipe band to lift this. Yeah, well, it was, it was great recognition, not just mm. for us, but for the for the pipe band movement in general. You know, yeah. So, yeah, that was great. Not completely. And coming from Northern Ireland can't be a bad thing. Yeah. There you go. Grand. So I will have to fly on and play some more tunes on tonight's show. But if you have any other questions, please get them in. We're only here for another 20-odd minutes or so. 07936 Get your text messages in. With that in mind, we shall fly on and play someone who was actually in your backing band. 
<laughs> yeah, Mr. Scott Wood <laughs> and Barber Avenue. Grand. So, Scott, it's been too long since your last release, my friend. Where have you been? We need another album from you. <laughs> no pressure, like, no pressure at all. Grand. So, here's Scott Wood and Barber Avenue. As a special Christmas treat, why not pop along to the Big Rab Show Facebook page and share it with your friends? Show them that you care this festive period. Ah, oh, what about that? Thanks, William, our voiceover guy, and joining us live in the studios, Mr. Richard Parks of the Field Marshal Montgomery. Now, Richard, now I have you in the studio and I have the opportunity to shine a big light in your face. <laughs> Can you tell me then about sound? Field Marshal Montgomery are famous for their sound. Your sound. How do you get sound? How do you develop this amazing tone? Um, I couldn't tell you, Rob. It's a trade <laughs> secret, is it? <laughs> no, well, uh, it, it's actually a long, slow process. It starts, obviously, from the selection of your reeds. Mm. And uh, I have this plan whereby, you know, maybe three months before the first competition, you're selecting reeds and you're trying to ensure right. that yeah. the reeds are at their optimum for the first, for the first competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically... Every top pipe major has their own sound. They know how to get their own pipes going, and they and they what they need to do is is, is produce that sound within a band. And I, I would say that all the top bands, you could tell who they were without even looking at who it is because because of their sound. Yeah. So that's basically the sound that the pipe major has, and he wants to transmit that right through, right through the band. And then you have your whole process of the set setup setting up of the, of the band and mm-hmm. like we do that it's not just on the day of a competition if, you, if we go to a competition and we take the pipes out of the box we're usually not that far away when we strike up yeah the work's already pretty, done the that work's time. already done yeah at the, at, you know maybe a month before the the competition you're actually tuning the band to a great to great detail at the band practice like mm-hmm. you should be winning the competition in the band practice prior to the comp oh, prior yeah. to the day of the competition if you're not mm-hmm. winning the if you're not winning at the band hall, you're not going to win it on the day. So, yeah. you know, you tune the band to its best degree at the band practice and keep doing that for, t- you know, maybe two mm. or three weeks before the first competition and try and keep it there. And then you go on the day and, and it's raining and windy. and <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, you've you got to deal with those situations when, when they happen. But mm-hmm. it's about obviously selecting the best reads, reads that everybody are comfortable with so that they can actually think about their playing and not blowing. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets reads that they're comfortable with and then it's the whole tuning process of, of, of getting them all together and you do that consistently over a number of practices. Yeah. And uh, then when you get to the day of the competition, you have already done the work before you get there. And that's a, you know, it's a, that's always yeah. been very simplistic terms, but, you know, that's the... the the basis of, of how we go about getting our sound. That's interesting. So really, all the work on the tone, the sound, is all done in the band hall before you even hit the grass. You know, yeah. in, in the main, yes, it is. There you go, that's interesting. So with that in mind, is there any, you know, magic magical product out there that if you play this, you will sound like Field Marshal? Or does it really matter what you play? It's how you tune it, I suppose. That's exactly it. I mean, there's so many good products out there. I mean, nobody makes a bad product at the minute. You know, there's so many good reads and so many good products out there that you can get, 
your own sound out of just yeah. which, whatever, whatever is easiest for the person to, to, to use and what they f- feel most comfortable with. There you go. So you work to your strengths, really. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. But I mean, the, the, at the end of the day, each pipe major will get his own sound of what, out of whatever product he plays. I see. Oh, that's sound advice there. Yeah. So I need to ask you another Big Rab Show favorite question, and it's a difficult one to answer, Richard. What has been your most memorable moment in piping to date? Yeah, I can't put that down to one. It's <laughs> difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it's a difficult question. Um, there was one one result back in grade two when I'd just taken over the band mid-season, 1981, and six weeks after I took over, the band got second in grade two at the Worlds, and that was a mm. major achievement for us. We had eight pipers that day, and we got second in grade two at the Worlds, and that was a you know the st- oh. the, the starting. The starting block for for the for the band going forward with me as pipe major, yeah. probably the first world's win will always be a, a special moment, and mm. the twelfth world's win was a, a very special moment as well. Not bad, not bad, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, folks, we will fly on. We've got um, loads more tunes to play before we have to wrap up here tonight. So get your text messages in oh seven nine three six double oh seven travel eight and we'll try to squeeze them in before we're out the door at 9 p.m now someone texted in the start of the show and they asked to play some field marshal and some random star so hey we'll have to oblige <laughs> Is there a particular festive tune that you like? Why not send Big Rab a text on 07936 and I'm sure he'll try his best to get it on here for you. Well, I can try, but we've rapidly ran out of time. Sorry, William, our voiceover guy. So, I have to say a massive thank you to everyone who's tuned in tonight and texted in tons of questions. Thank you, everyone. Uh, some that we could ask and some that we couldn't. Mind you. Aye, so for shame, some of you texters. Uh, but <laughs> that in mind, thank you to everyone who's texted us in tonight. Also, thank you to everyone who's tuned into your Facebook live stream tonight. Well, I think we had nearly a couple of hundred there tuning in at one point. Uh, shout out to Paul Ritchie. He said, Thank you for Random Star. All the best to you both. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Uh, now, we've got a couple of questions, Richard, just to ask you before we head out the door. Uh, we asked you your most memorable moment, uh, but we need to ask you then: What does the future hold for Field Marshal going into 2019? Well, we just gotta um, get back at it next year and see if we can uh, try and win a couple more majors. See what see what see what happens after that. Fantastic! I love that because we were talking about motivation earlier, and there's still that fire there with you guys. No, definitely, definitely has to be. Well, from all of us on the Rab Show, we can put ourselves out in a limb and we want the wishes the best of luck. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, we'll be cheering you on, shouting here in Balamone, go on! <laughs> um, also, then a couple of quick questions there. Uh, let me see. What is Richard's opinion of the folk music piping scene, Ross and Ali, etc.? Uh, do you like that side of piping? 
Of course I do. I mean, those are the guys that I'm listening to when I'm looking for new music for the band. You know, we Jimmy played last year Castle Rock Road. It was a Mm. that was a a Rossi and Z inspired tune. Yeah, Uh, well, he didn't compose it. I can't remember the composer just now, but uh, there you go. So no, that's very very much enjoy that as mm. uh, Fred Morrison as well. So it's uh, yes, excellent music. My dancing set, as I call it. Yeah, I have to say thanks for that because that's put a massive smile on my face every time I listen to that. Grant, so I'm not going to pin you down or put you in a corner, but will there be any surprises for 2019? Any new material? Yeah, there'll be some new material. Is that I mean? Yes. Hopefully, we try and do something new every year, whether it, yeah. uh, whether it. Uh, goes down well or not but uh, <laughs> uh, we should, should be some new material well there's definitely going to be new material for next year nah, well like most bands most bands that have that new stuff I suppose Grant so Richard I have to say as a Field Marshal fan it's an absolute privilege to have you here on the show so thank you so much for making the journey down to speak to us no thanks Rob it's been a, my pleasure Thank you very much. Grant, so with that in mind, guys, we shall fly on. Thank you to everyone for tuning in tonight. It's been a really great show. I've enjoyed myself here. And, uh, yeah, get your text messages in. 07936 Plus, don't forget, check out the podcast tomorrow night. Episode 100. Yep, and we have Gareth McLeese from the Field Marshal actually giving us a drumming demonstration on there. So, <laughs> there you go. Keeping with the Field Marshal theme. Grant, thanks everyone for tuning in. We will see you here on the Big Rab Show next week on Fuse FM. Of course, same time, same place. But we will leave you in the capable hands of the mighty Field Marshal. So, Richard, would you like to introduce this set? Is this the Braze of Badnock? It is. All right, okay. <laughs> Braze of Badnock. There uh, you go. Blur Drummond and Pretty Mario. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Richard, for chatting to us. Thank you. about that that was Richard Parks in the studio (laughs) I have to pinch myself do you know what I mean as a Field Marshal fan I've been following Richard's career now since the early 90s and wow it was just awesome just to hang out with him and chat away to him now this was the stuff that hit the airwaves now I'm not even talking about the stuff that was off the air we spoke about everything we talked about his favorite rock bands uh, clearly he said he's a U2 fan and everything. We spoke about everything. We got to learn about the man behind the legend, I think, which was something good too, as well as all of his his opinions on some hard-hitting topics in the piping world. So I thought Richard spoke brilliantly, and clearly he's a well-respected man in the piping world and was just brilliant to hang out with him and be able to chat to him. So, guys, I hope you've managed to enjoy this week's podcast. I know it's a pre-record And a lot of people hate it whenever I do that. But I really wanted to bring this Richard Parks interview to you guys in the podcasting world. Now, I have to say, you guys have been busy as well in the podcasting world. You've been sharing and, yeah, telling your mates to subscribe to The Big Rab Show. Because recently we've seen a large jump in our numbers. Now, whether that's because of episode 100 or not, we don't know. (laughs) But we have noticed a huge jump in the numbers. So, thank you to everyone who's clicking that subscribe button or the follow button. So, thank you very much. And the download as well. Everything counts. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. 
rate us on iTunes, give us a little review to say whether we're great, bad or terrible. It really does help the show because it helps with our interaction statistics on, on all of those platforms. Believe it or not, that's very dull and boring of me, but it's true. That's how their algorithms work. <laughs> boring podcast talk rap. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe because with each and every week as an episode gets uploaded, you'll get a bing, you'll get a little notification to let you know that Rab's uploaded another one and you'll never miss an episode. On next week's podcast, normal service shall be resumed. We've got a couple of really kick-ass interviews for you, actually. So next week's podcast will be a doozy. Be sure to tune in and listen to that one. It'll be a good one. In the meantime... Thank you, everyone. We hope you've had the best Christmas, holiday season, whatever. Because, yeah, it's just great to get a break. Hope you've enjoyed the Richard Parks interview. If you have, please do share it with your mates. Tell your mates and your band hall. Check out this amazing wee podcast. And, yeah, we do it every week, bringing piping goodness to the masses. With that in mind... Don't forget, check out our website, Big Rab Show merch available at BigRabShow.com. And, of course, our Patreon page where we have tons of extra content up there for you guys that, yeah, just are piping fans in general. We've got a lot of stuff coming your way on the Patreon page. So, like I say, for as little as the price of a cup of coffee every month, you can help support the show and you get your mitts on tons of extra piping stuff. Grant, that's it for another Big Rab Show. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you all again next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Ridge, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions, Inverarian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>